Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got tech news including Walmart rolling out mobile payments by QR code. Ugh. Uh, we also talk um, good news, Dan. One hour beer and wine to you. Uh, we also talk about Yahoo being worth nothing. We talk about the potential for another Apple event. A number of good stuff. Some great picks, technology, fun chit-chat with the guys. Hey, it's Monday night. You know what that means. It's Don't Panic. Stick around. We're going to have a show for you next. This is Don't Panic. Episode number 113, recorded December 14th, 2015. On worthless portals, humpback cases, and QR codes for cash. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets, the Internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader of technology. Um, they are more machine than man now, twisted and evil. It's Colby <laughs> Ravenu and Dan Miller. Sean, <laughs> you can make Star Wars jokes now. I can. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I get it. So proud. I, and, and it's, it's a real honor. It's a real honor. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Um, <laughs> I can do a whole bunch of quotes. And and please, I will do the self-serving plug right off the bat. You guys have to. It is probably my favorite episode we've ever done of the Goldilocks Zone. Last week, Matt and I talked Star Wars for an hour and a half. We went yeah, yeah. over our time, and um, I thought it was really fantastic because Matt is very knowledgeable, and I thought we had some really great discussions. <laughs> GoldilocksShow.com. Yeah, I listened to that one, and I can I can corroborate. It was pretty good. It, it, it was fun, and I learned a lot. So uh, a lot of things I didn't okay. know realize. It's it is a fascinating series of movies. I'm pretty jazzed for uh, for the new one. Nice. Have you guys pre bought your tickets already? Oh, months nah, ago. I haven't. I'm, oh just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it. I, I don't uh, care. Uh, you're just gonna wing it, Colby. Yeah. I mean, like I have a bunch of stuff to go to this weekend, and then. All I know my dad excuses. wants to go see it, so I might just go wait till I go home, and then. A bunch of stuff going on this weekend. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, <laughs> like some stuff. Like some, some stuff. stuff. I got nothing to do this weekend, mm. but I, I couldn't be bothered to to log into Fandango. I hate Fandango. I appreciate the honesty. Now, Dan, are you seeing it in two D, three D, IMAX, IMAX seventy millimeter, IMAX two D, two D, smart. Nice. That's that's a, that's a good decision. It, it's the only decision, or just straight too deep. But here's the problem: uh, I tried to order day of, and I either had the choice of getting it, uh, getting six a.m. showings, uh, or going six p.m. on Sunday. So I'm going six p.m. on Sunday. But I know some people are going six a.m. Uh, Saturday. Mm. Uh, that's gonna be rough. Yes, but you got to. I know. Six a.m. Friday. Six a.m. Friday. That's right. But here's the other problem: is that the theater, the theater that I got tickets for with IMAX, is an unticketed IMAX. There, un, there are no uh, assigned oh. seating. Uh, oh. So you gonna try and get there early? That's why. You're gonna get there a lot early. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to go opening weekend because I don't want to do that. The problem is not buying tickets ahead of time it's getting there ahead of time and given how much hype there seems to be that seems like it's going to be terrible so colby do you have a a theater that does ticketed or reserved seating imax near you i don't know that's right because you don't use fandango <laughs> I do use Fandango. I just use it begrudgingly. Uh, <laughs> the theater I usually go to does not have reserved seat IMAX. I don't know if it has IMAX at all. It might have IMAX. Um, but it's it's. I feel like it's it's almost certainly the case that one of the theaters in Boston has has reserved oh, yeah. seat IMAX. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of living in podunk middle of nowhere is uh I, i'm not really worried about getting seats to be honest mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah i mean we have small theaters but uh you know we got we got some screens and a lot of <laughs> honestly small theaters small populations well, and it's, <laughs> i, I looked out. and it's like i think it's maybe 10 screens at our cinema and like five of them six of them are playing star wars so you know every 30 minutes it's, there's another run so i'll I'll make some time to see it this weekend. I'm, I'm excited. You're going to see it this weekend? Yeah. 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 I'm, right. I'm Absolutely. I don't want to be... The real thing is, is I'm not in a huge rush, although it does look great. I just don't want to be spoiled. And right. I'm like too much on you know Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these places. I don't want to... Are you going to black out? 
No, I don't think I'll do you that, but yeah. I'll I'll not be as, you know, on it as usual. I'll I'll try and be quiet and just hope the people I follow are respectable enough. If I follow you on Twitter and you're watching, don't screw me over. <laughs> Cuz I know the big Hollywood premiere is tonight. All right, well, I'm excited uh, to not people... talk about it next week then. Uh yeah, we'll have to decide <laughs> if we're going to what we're going to do, you know. Don't is, panic blackout. How how long is the uh the spoilers? Two weeks. But this is the biggest movie of all time, Dan. Exactly. So even... there should be no limit. There should be. What do you mean? No if you don't see it opening weekend, why bother seeing it? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be tough. I mean, I don't disagree. Colby. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what? Colby will just have to stay home next week. Maybe you can replace me with somebody who's seen it. Yeah. Yeah, we can. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that I'm not worried about. <laughs> Just, just any random schlub off the street. Off the street, we just grab them. Someone from from my showing as we wait in line for four hours to get go to the movie that we already bought tickets for. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. This we'll is have plenty so of dumb. time to meet people. This is. Hey, you will. Ugh, I hope the people you're standing next to aren't jerks. Me too. I hope, well, more importantly, I hope the people I'm sitting next to aren't jerks. I don't give a shit about the people I'm standing next to. Yeah, that's true. I think See, be- my, my hope is that Sunday it'll be just a little bit more chill, mm-hmm. but not so chill as to get, like, the people who don't really care about Star Wars. I'm, I'm shooting for that middle ground. So you don't want them in costume, but you also don't want people who just showed up to see any movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. you, want, you want a me. Yeah, I want, I want a Sean Jennings. Actually, you're the kind of person I think I want. You're, like, my ideal average person I want. I envision next to me. On every mode of public transit, uh, planes, Dan, all that I'm stuff. I'm going to put that on my business card. Sean Jennings, ideally average. <laughs> perfectly. Uh, okay. Perfectly okay. That's Hey, that's that's fine with me. Perfectly ordinary. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sean Jennings, not too hot, not too, too cold. Co- just right. <laughs> wow. A glowing endorsement. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's going to be fun, so I look forward to another excuse for the Disney Corporation to take more of my money. Um, gladly. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to chat about before we uh, jump into the news? Eh. I do want to remind everybody at home of a couple things while you're thinking. Um, first of all, our website, don'tpanic.io, all the good stuff there, social media links, where to follow. Um, and I'll just give a sh- quick shout out to uh, subscribe. Absolutely subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You get the episodes when they're published. Uh, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, uh, Overcast, Pocket Casts, um, the RSS feed on the website. Definitely subscribe. I also want to mention we are streaming audio live now Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, I don't know, uh, 10 a.m. Shanghai. Um, <laughs> check it out. Uh, Mixler, M I X L R dot com slash don't panic show you can also listen to us live monday nights it's a lot of fun we've got a chat room going it would be uh, 11 a.m shanghai i thought shanghai was 12 hours google says gmt plus eight uh and it says it's 11 22 a.m oh, there right now no i i apologize to all our fans in shanghai <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel Sean so bad for which we're their the morning time. radio show yeah their drive time <laughs> that's a that's a good idea um probable. that would be fantastic all right uh gentlemen anything else before we get into the news there's not a lot of news i mean this is the time of year when things get real quiet yep uh wait did you say anything before the news or which news either way <laughs> we're, we're playing it cool I, I don't have anything before the news all i right. don't recall anything happening right. well let's get into i was the news. i was pleased that the patriots didn't lose this week that is so. true yeah. That is true. They have clinched their spot in the playoffs. The uh, the New York Giants are playing the Dolphins right now. Yeah. Um, trying trying to hang in there and make the playoffs. And the nice. Jets are as of this moment in the playoffs as well. They have a wild card spot. We'll see how that shakes mm-hmm. out over the next mm-hmm. couple weeks. So good for New York football teams. Cool. That's it. Anyway, that, that's your Northeast sports coverage here on uh, <laughs> WFAN one hundred one point eight on your AM dial. Um. All right, tech news, gentlemen. What in here has uh, some appeal to you? Uh, QR codes. We can we can certainly talk about that. I didn't want to start off angry, but let's start off angry. Let's start <laughs> off angry. Well, Dan, I know you're a big Walmart shopper, so 
Yeah, I've been to Walmart uh, exactly zero times in recent memory. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I actually cannot remember the last time I went to a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Me either. <laughs> I live in a place where there's nothing but Walmart, and I don't go to Walmart. So, <laughs> I, how, do, how do you, how do you get like your clothes and stuff, Sean? Clothes? Uh, I'm I, trying to think of something you only buy at Walmart. What, you think out. I buy my clothes at Walmart? Well, I am mean, I, the am I that grungy? Is, the thing about Walmart is that there's nothing you only buy at Walmart. That's the point, oh, yeah. isn't it? Like you buy every, you could buy anything at Walmart. It's like small. It's like you know, toilet paper and stuff like that. And and that I I try to get at Target occasionally. Walmart. Yeah, I don't know. I mostly go to the grocery it's mostly, store. Yeah, grocery store, or Amazon. I mean, that's really... Yeah, yeah. And I'll buy the most, like, uh, like a, a post-shave bomb that I use. I buy that on Amazon. Um, Once in a while, I go to Target. Target. Um, well, Dan, maybe this will incentivize you to go to Walmart, because oh. uh, there is now Walmart Pay. Hey, get excited. Another more complicated Yay. way to pay for things digitally. Um, Walmart rolled out a new payment system this week um, inside the Walmart app. So you download the Walmart app. You give walmart your credit debit or gift card and when you reach the checkout a qr code appears within the walmart app um you scan the um you scan the qr code uh at the walmart register and boom you've paid via the walmart app um let's see now this is notable because we've talked about the merchant customer exchange before. Current C, right? The big competitor to Apple Pay, the big kerfuffle when Apple Pay first came out. Um, Walmart is a anchor member of that program, but oh, oddly program? enough, this currency? app, Current C, yes. Oh, um, they're one of the founding members. Walmart Pay is not part of that, oddly enough, because the idea behind Current C would there would be one central app that you could pay at Walmart and all these other places with. Well, Walmart just put in their own app. It's not part of Currency, which is kind of odd because Currency uses the same QR code technology. Um, now, of course, Currency has been delayed, delayed, delayed. Um, we'll see uh, if it ever comes out. Now, can't isn't it the case that, that there is no... It is inevitable that every retailer support Apple Pay and Samsung Pay and Google Pay because it's all the same system. It's all just the NFC payment chips, just like you can tap your card on the thing. Well, yeah, a couple things. One, yes, I mean, it is NFC technology, but they do have to, it's up to whomever provides Walmart or whomever with the NFC readers to support the software. And and as we saw, some stores turned off Apple Pay, but Google Pay still worked. So they do have the individual ability to add and turn on. And yeah, that seems seems arbitrary. Yeah, like an antitrust lawsuit waiting to happen. Um, well, that's a good question. I, I'm not like why. About... Why can I use my? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, then... it's er- that's already the case with credit cards, right? Like, I can't use my American Express everywhere. Yep. For no, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason for that, but but it's not obvious to me, the consumer. Mm-hmm. Like, really, it's just bad for me. Yep. As a person who has an American Express card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if there's a monopoly in who provides the actual terminals. That I'd be curious. If there was one company that provided 95% of the terminals, then I think you get into that kind of territory. And then the other thing I will yeah. say is that um, Samsung Pay is different in that they, they do work at traditional swipe card readers using the Loop Pay magnetic technology. Um, so those are accepted uh, just about anywhere you can swipe your credit card. Right. Wait. Samsung Pay works with magnets? Yes, we've, ta- we've talked about this on the show before. Um, oh. e- even if your reader doesn't have NFC, if it's just a, the traditional swipe, yeah, they bought Loop Pay, which was a startup, and they integrated it to all their phones where it blasts out magnetic pulses that match what your card swipe would have been, and you just hold your phone up to where you would have swiped your card, and it will transmit your information to the reader. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they don't do a good job explaining it in commercials. Yeah, they not. don't. Because in the commercials, it's just like... It works here and here, and it took me a long time to figure out what was going on. Yeah, and it's cool. Like, it's genuinely yeah. cool. Like, tell people, like, it's magic, and we blast your credit card through magnets. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. In a way, it's terrifying because they, they blast your credit card in, into space unencrypted. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what are you going to do? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
I, you'd have to buy a Samsung device to, to use it. I, I don't plan to do that, certainly. Yeah. So, um, But you're right. I mean, there are a lot of competing services. And, and I, 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 Dan, I think you're right. My, my prediction would be you're going to see retailers keep adding these services because you're right. It doesn't take a lot of effort if you already have an NFC reader. There's not a lot of effort to add it. Um, and to be honest, that I think is part of the reason why we haven't seen currency launches because there's just not a demand for it. And, and Walmart isn't, you know... It's easier for Walmart just to quickly roll out a QR code for people who don't have Apple Pay, Google, blah, 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 all these other pay. In addition, what Walmart likes about this is they own your credit card information, right? That's where the value comes in. Walmart's making big pushes into consumer banking with with Walmart uh, debit cards and cashing paychecks at Walmart, and and they want you in their payment ecosystem. That's where your value is as a customer. So I was also thinking, like, this this is like a twofer for them, right? Like in addition to them having your payment stuff, it's also like, you know, the Walgreens card that you swipe, that you show at Walgreens with Mm -hmm. a QR code. It's like, they get like what you're buying Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So they can creep on you or, or, I don't know, whatever they do with that stuff. Absolutely. And then they, and and then from the consumer side, then you they can start offering you custom discounts and custom coupons and additional offers that complement the things you're purchasing. Um, it, it's a traditional model that a ton of retailers have had. It's just Walmart hasn't done that historically. My question is, for for a consumer, say like the three of us, I don't think there's a ton of value in this. But I think for a more traditional Walmart customer, um. Maybe there is value. I don't know. I think Walmart is a unique case. I really do because they do serve such a large, diverse population that somebody like a Walgreens or a Best Buy may not. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Sorry, what? that was me. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Dan's dialing in. Sorry. Uh, no, I mean, I think you're right. I don't think it. There is people are any less likely to use this as a po- – I mean – Thinking about it now, like Dunkin' Donuts and like Starbucks already do the, mm-hmm. this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess you probably show them a QR code on your phone, right? Yes. But, um, you know, it's effectively the same deal. Uh, so it's not like I don't know. It's something people will do if if presented in the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, uh. but it has to. I think it those. So what Starbucks is one example. Is there any other example? Because Starbucks has been doing this for a long time. Uh, of paying with QR codes? My example, yeah. my other example was Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. Um, Dunkin' Donuts, maybe less so, but I think the I think the only way you could get people to do that was when it's the most convenient way to pay. And if people can go with their Android and Apple phones and pay with... NFC at all these other places, and then you ask them to download this app and take a picture of a thing, they're not going to do that. It's see, no longer th- the most convenient way to pay. See, I think it's the... Uh, I think people will continue to pay whatever way they normally pay unless given some, like, not convenience-related bonus. And, yeah. and so, like, if you're getting a discount or something like you do at CVS or Walgreens or whatever... Like, I think that's what will get people to use this kind I, of thing. I do not like using the Dunkin' Donuts app because it takes yeah. about five clicks to, to, to pull up a QR code. But they give me free coffees when I do it, so I use mm-hmm. it. And that's really the only reason. And yeah. and I agree that, to be honest, I go to places all the time that that are Apple Pay enabled. And I still pay with my credit card because I just find it easier. That's I, I'm in the habit. Um, but but again, I, Apple I, Pay is I, so I, great. I don't understand you people. I but still never done it because I'm too scared. This is the theme. The theme of today the is like we'll be scared of stuff. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, I've, I've never used a Dunkin' Donuts app either. I downloaded it. I've just never used it. The the beauty of these systems is it just gives consumers choice. Dan, there are going to be people like you who just prefer Apple Pay, and that's great. And there will be people like me who just prefer to pay with their credit card, and that's great. I think Walmart is smart in this respect because it's been shown, and I, I, I've read the articles, that Walmart customers don't have credit cards. You know, they, they if you look at that Walmart customer who who cashes their paychecks at Walmart, and they're the ones buying those um, uh, temporary debit cards that, that you can buy, uh, the green dot and cards like that, um, I think this is a system that appeals to a Walmart customer because you, you you're keeping yourself in the ecosystem of Walmart, and... 
you know, in assuming Walmart does that coupon feedback or, or points feedback or however that system works, I think it's a big advantage to them. The problem is now we have another payment system, right? Now we have yeah. yet another app. We have yet another way to pay that's different from the other ways, and it's not interchangeable, and it's a custom system for one store. I do not want 38 apps for all the stores I go to. Like, that's defeating the purpose. Um, so I agree in that respect. I think Apple Pay and Android Pay and, and some of these are at least a little more unifying. Um, I, I I don't want a future where where I have to pull up only the Target app to pay at Target. Yeah. It it does make me a little sad. Like, I wish more apps were, like, tools that, like, did a general thing, not, like, portals to a specific thing that you could do other ways. Uh, it just doesn't seem... I mean, like, I get why it's the case. It's, like, brand stuff. But, uh, I don't know. That's what I, I like. My favorite computer programs are tools. Mm-hmm. And I am a giant tool, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I love it, so I'm all for it. <laughs> Danny, you've been quiet for a while. I just want people to use Apple Pay. <laughs> yes, I agree. I want people but you to know use what? the NFC payment stuff. I, I have a feeling I would like to take the scared. Apple. I would like to take the Apple Watch challenge because I feel like if I had the watch, does the watch make it easy? I feel like the watch would make it easy. I have I have never paid for anything with yes. Apple Pay with my phone. If I had the watch, I probably would do it. I'm just self-conscious I, I about. I can't do it reliably. I guess I can when I when I'm when I'm not under pressure, but. This one is so easy. You just double tap the button. You don't have to hold your finger down on anything. You just put it there and you're done. Although I will say the one thing that Apple Pay has still not solved and will never solve is the drive-through. I know you city dwellers aren't big drivers, but those of us who do, who go to Dunkin' through the drive-through, paying with your phone sucks because you you have to hold it out and the person has to like grab the scanner and hold it out. It's an awful uh, experience. That's, that's super weird. They should have something on the outside. I think they should too. I, I know at one point, or it's like a a high a high gain antenna. Mm. It doesn't need the only reason it needs to touch it because the signal's so weak. There's no yeah. technical limitation right. there. Right. I think someone should solve that because to me that's a big barrier. Um, that can be our other startup after our cocktail there you go. delivery service. Just put a giant satellite dish right in front of the drive-through. <laughs> just drive around the dish. We need it to get the Apple Pay off your phone. It's yeah, fine. Don't, don't charge the people a mile behind you either. You, you just have to wear a lead apron, so 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 you're limited exposure to the radiation. It's fine though. It's fine. You don't have to take your phone out of your pocket. It's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, listen. Any any excuse for me to spend more money? Gladly. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's roll onward here. In the rundown, gentlemen, what uh, what are we thinking here? We got Yahoo, Apple, Amazon, Android, Samsung. Should we follow up on Yahoo since we spent so much time talking about that before? We can do it. Yeah, Absolutely. I thought, we, I thought we had talked about this last week. Well, it was all rumors last week, and we said, what are they going to do? They had options. They had choices, right? Do we keep yeah, Yahoo that. and spin off Alibaba? Do we keep Alibaba spin off Yahoo? Do we do nothing? Do we dump both of them? Well, put it this way. Which do you think is more valuable? Stock in Alibaba or Yahoo's entire business? If you guessed Yahoo's entire business, boy, are you wrong. <laughs> um, because Yahoo decided that they are going to spin off their core business and just focus on the 11% they own in Alibaba. Let me read you the article because I think it explains it uh, better than better than I could. Um, it says here... Uh, Yahoo has a core business that generates over $4 billion a year in annual revenue. It has billions of dollars in cash, and it owns two very valuable stakes in Yahoo Japan and uh, Alibaba. Today, they announced a new plan to break apart. Instead of trying to sell Alibaba, they will perform what's known as a reverse spin to move its core business, basically everything, into a new company. This will turn the original Yahoo into a holding company for the Alibaba shares, while the new company would be the consumer-facing Yahoo. Does that make any sense? A little bit. I think so. I think the key thing to take away, though, is that uh, Yahoo will still be known as Yahoo. Uh, as far as we know, yes. And 
yeah. So then the the original Yahoo in quotes will now become some new name. Right. Yeah. It's it's mostly for tax purposes and for shareholder purposes because in the old company they didn't want to own a part of the Alibaba shares and all of Yahoo. Instead, now they're going to own all of the Alibaba shares and part of Yahoo okay. because they consider Alibaba to be more valuable. Right. Um. So, like, who is going to work at the new, like, what is the new company? Like, does anyone work there? Or, I'm sorry, the old company. The company that is predominantly Alibaba. Like, what is, My like, guess is they're not part of Alibaba. Like, does is it just, like, a secretary at, her de- or, or at his or a, her desk? Like A bunch of accountants. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a holding company. They don't even need an office. It's all, it's all paperwork. Oh, yeah, so- these types of companies exist. Oh, absolutely. And they, and they make good money for shareholders, so... Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think the market would be happy about this. I don't think it's a surprise they're doing this. Um, now, now it is rumored that um, Yahoo can't seek out buyers, but they certainly have a fiduciary duty to engage serious buyers that approach with an offer. Um, they could also be broken up and sold for parts, so that's still absolutely on the table um, as part of this transition. They expect it'll be a year or more before the process is complete. Um, and we don't know what will happen to Mercer Meyer either. Um, no, no word directly on uh, on well, she's still around for the time being. Crazy. It is. It is for a company once once offered to be purchased for forty four billion dollars by Microsoft. <laughs> I would love to bring up that fact. I'm. When was that again? <clears throat> uh that's a good question. I want to say it's got to be post oh nine. So. Easily within the last, you know, eight years. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I don't actually mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's really more of a business decision than a technology decision um, and more of a stockholder decision than a, you know, practical one. Um, the real question becomes what happens to new Yahoo, right? What what becomes of this company? You know, we answered one question. We know what they're doing with Alibaba. What's going to happen with Yahoo? Do they keep it? Do they sell it wholesale do they you know break it up and sell parts um it's tough when you have such a diverse business you know i think we talked through a lot of this yesterday but and anything new here that uh that you guys want to want to chat about do you remember what we said we were gonna what what our recommendation was last week because i don't remember at all i don't either i did we actually make a recommendation we talked about a lot of things we <laughs> make a recommendation we now well no obviously now our recommendation would be to do what they did because the, well, no, but I was saying, what what should they do now with the new Yahoo, with the spun off Yahoo? I don't do, do, know. Do you do you keep it and try and save it? Do you sell off some parts, or do you look to a Verizon and just say, hey, listen, we'll take, you know, we'll we'll take a slight cut on what we're worth. Please just buy it and take it off our hands. They make <laughs> money. They make they well they have revenue. I don't know how profitable they are. Um, off the top of my head, I'd have to look up their earnings statement. Yeah, because... I don't think they're wildly profitable. But I also think they're bloated. And that's what a lot of the kind of activist yeah. investors have said, is that they can cut a lot. Um, sadly, that means, you know, jobs, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. That they certainly can... Uh, that there's there's room to trim, and there's certain businesses that can be cut or shut down or or, or altered or any of those things. Right. Um. I don't know. I mean, it, it's. <laughs> I, I like. I, I appreciate how we pretend to be um, financial analysts, uh, and we're definitely not good at it. But uh, but we will try. I mean, listen. I, I I'm happy to give my recommendation, which I think um, Yahoo should be sold uh, in parts. I think they should take the one or two valuable things, sell it, and then just do the rest wholesale to a to a content company. Mm. Um, I, I think Tumblr's valuable. I think um, obviously Yahoo Japan is valuable. Um, I think uh, Flickr has some value in it, um, mm-hmm. and I think the rest of it they should just sell off to to a Comcast or a Verizon or an AT and T somebody trying to get into the content business. Sure. Yep, seems pretty reasonable to me. All right. Well, hope they're listening, Sean. So, <laughs> according to uh, let's see if I can actually read this. Um, according to their income statement, their n- well, that's their net income. I want their profit. How do you find profit? Balance sheet. 
I really, <laughs> and I own stocking companies. This is terrifying. <laughs> and I don't know anything about this. Um, I won't even tell you how terrible my, uh, anyway, I'm not going to worry about that. I won't tell you how poorly my portfolio is doing. Nobody needs to know that. Please nightmare. don't. Yeah. Yeah. We do not <laughs> give stock advice on this show. No, sure. for the love of God. No, <laughs> we give no advice ever. We never do anything. In fact, it's like anti-advice. Like if yes. you do what we said, you're making a mistake. Cause we're certainly not doing that. No, no. All right, that's it for Yahoo. The future questionable. Stay tuned to Don't Panic for continuing coverage <laughs> of Yahoo Gate. Good luck, Yahoo. Yes, good luck. Hey, listen, I'm happy to root for you. I don't have any beef with Yahoo. I mean, you know, it's been pretty mismanaged for <laughs> quite a long time. It'd be nice to see them get a win. They're certainly an underdog now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, we said that about AOL, and you know, they got a nice paycheck and. Got sent off into the sunset, so. Indeed. Why can't it happen for Yahoo? <laughs> um, all right. What What's next, gentlemen? All right. Let's see here. Uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh wait, what did I want? Oh yeah, good news, me. Oh, good news, Dan. There's a story in the rundown specifically for Dan. Yeah. And how I, often does that happen? Uh, almost never. This might be the first time, actually. Uh. And I've tried things like this before, so I have opinions. Also, oh, we have our well, startup idea. Well, exactly. So uh, if you listened last week, you know, well, good news, because Amazon is now offering through their Prime Now one-hour delivery booze, beer, wine, and spirits in one hour. Uh, one-hour delivery costs seven ninety nine, while two-hour li- delivery does not come with an extra fee, um, provided you are already a Prime member. Um they say they do not have a liquor license in New York City instead, only in Manhattan, by the way. Uh-huh. Delivery service providers who have permits are delivering on behalf of licensed merchants. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this so is you... how... I mean, okay. So, the... so what, do you, what do you think, Dan? I think this is how... There are other startups like this. I've used one called Minibar. Uh, and they have lots of ads in the subway right now. I also have a coupon from them. Uh, and I, the way they work is that they partner, like, it's like seamless for beer. So they don't have any assets. They don't employ any delivery people. Uh, you place an order on their website, they route it to a nearby distributor, and that distributor is responsible for delivering you your stuff. They just do the software, the back end. The, yeah, which the is which is... Which is fine. It's a good model. Yeah, and but I like, I, like I think something like Amazon now works a lot better than uh, Postmates because of the integration. Because the the person delivering the goods is also employed by the people that you purchase the thing through. So mm-hmm. Amazon now works like so well. Uh, it's less than an hour usually until you get your stuff. Uh, anyways, I'm excited about this. Uh, I I need it less. Booze is like a thing that I can plan ahead for pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But what I've been looking for a lot more for recently is like, oh shit, I need emergency lemon juice in an hour. Yes. <laughs> you need the accessories. Yeah. Ice. Yeah. Oh my god. Ice. Yeah, Colby, did you ever find an, an ice sculptor to uh, spend a couple hundred uh, dollars at? I- <laughs> I did find companies around here that uh, sell blocks of ice, like 25-pound blocks of ice. Uh, So that might be happening. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. Where where do you even put that in your apartment? That's the other question. I don't don't know. Bathtub, maybe. That's plausible. I want to go into the bathroom and chip ice out of your bathtub. Yeah, yeah. We could do that. And then after (laughs) you steal Dan's kidney, you can leave him in there overnight and you can all escape. <laughs> By the um, way, I was at a party this weekend that had a brilliant uh, solution to the where do you put your coats problem. Uh, throw them they, out. <laughs> no. Uh, they took all, they had a bunch of hangers and they hung them from the shower curtain rod. And you oh, just clever. Your coat in the bathroom. Hang the coats over the ice block. Yeah. <laughs> It'll insulate it a little bit better. Yeah. 
Nice. All right, I'm gonna let's see let's see what it's like. You have to use the Amazon Prime Now app, Sean. I'm guessing. Uh, pr- yes, I believe so. Yeah. I'm gonna search for. I actually have a challenge for you, Dan. I want to see if you can order a keg, delivered by Bike Messenger. <laughs> right now. I would like to see that. Okay, keg. <laughs> I can order this, Sean. Uh. Come on, show me the picture. I can order this bag of plastic cups that's the only result that comes up for keg in prime now that's no fun all right what about regular beer regular beer all right let's look for beer you have do you have a do you have a beer preference sean how about about budweiser light no do you have a bud preference (laughs) bud preference how about how about uh uh allagash white allagash white all right can't can't go wrong with that no you can't have that no you (laughs) Uh, all right. Yeah, we can get uh some Coney Island Mermaid Pilsner. All right. Uh, it's ten dollars. I must be twenty one roller to purchase. And, I would hope. Uh, yeah. Cool. It'll remember be when we were twenty one or older. I I do Ugh. remember that. That was actually most of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Weird to think about. It feels like it's been so. It's like inconceivable now. Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> to turn that into a ringtone <laughs> that was fantastic i love that uh actually colby i told somebody the other day the story of when you got caught in the buffalo wild wings but i didn't get caught and they called the police on you yeah. except that you didn't do anything wrong and oh you were God. 21 i wish the thing that the thing that irks me about that is that we didn't get to talk to the police i wish i got to talk to the police yeah but they didn't they did that all behind our backs that blows my mind that can't like that can't be legal. You should have free wings for life. At yeah, this point. and that's the other thing. They weren't like, oh, sorry, that was kind of a dick move on our part. Like, here's some free wings. They were like, do you want to order something? <laughs> we're like, hell no. No, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. I'm sure they missed your business greatly. Yeah, probably. Did you did you see the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings now as Mountain Dew flavored wings? Oh, dear God. That's right. That's right. Human <laughs> mankind has hit a new low. What is Buffalo Wild Wild Wings is definitely the blank of something, but I can't quite figure out what that thing is. It's the it's the uh it's the session beer of restaurants. Uh, it's the it's the Donald Trump supporters of political candidate uh yes. followings. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's it's yeah. Mountain it's Dude. awful. Ugh. Yep. Yup. You just wait until Mountain Dew comes out with a Buffalo Wild Wings flavored soda. <laughs> yeah. Synergy. Some frustration. Synergy. Which is honestly what Mountain Dew tastes like. I like Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is fine. I don't know In moderation. What's your least favorite soda, Sean? Oh, my you, least. You pop open a cooler at a party, you see it's filled with these, and you're just like, ah. Diet root beer. Diet oh, yeah, that's any gross. diet root beer. Yeah, I can't like diet ginger ale is yeah. pretty gross too. Yeah, like a diet coke I can handle. Sure, yeah, yeah. But diet root beer is like I diet coke. It. The thing with coke is like coke is not a real thing. Coke is just coke. So right. diet coke is also not a real thing. It <laughs> can also be appreciated separately because it is also not coke. It's fictional. Yes, but like root beer is a real thing. So like diet root beer doesn't taste like root beer. Ginger ale is a real thing. Like it was not. It was not fabricated. It was, it is an imitation of a real thing. That's a fantastic analysis. Yeah. Is that's root how, beer a how. real thing though? Yeah, you can make root beer in a keg. I'm like, sure it's hundreds cola. of years old. It probably it easily predates cola, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, let's, let's have. See. Yeah. Let's do a little googling here. Made by Native Americans for culinary and medicinal reasons before the arrival of Europeans. Yeah. Written so, recipes since the 1840s. Don't mess with root beer. All right, all right. It's an abomination against nature. I buy that. That, that, was, that was an incisive analysis there. Yep. Uh, what what we, about you, Dan? Have we talked about my my complete, and I'll use this word, hatred for uh, seltzer? Oh, seltzer is kind of, yeah, I agree. Especially, and here's where, like, seltzer, if you're just going to, like, carbonate water, that's fine. Right. But what I really hate is a seltzer that pretends to have flavor. Like, <laughs> the little, and it's just, like, 
It's like you took an orange and you like half squeezed it out into a cup of water and then you and then you uh, carbonated it. It's just slightly orange tinted soda yeah. water. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Jill is really into seltzer because apparently oh. the, pol- the polar seltzer factory is like in or near Worcester, Mass. So like in Worcester, you can get like crazy flavors of seltzer like all there there's a huge variety so she always had her pick of like all of the seltzer flavors uh also Are any of them good uh like, they're I, all I think they're seltzer. okay they're like i think they're okay they're not i mean they're not good they don't taste good but they they're okay in a seltzer in a subtle flavor sort of way but i, I don't actively drink seltzer but I have known a couple of people who have switched to seltzer from diet soda. And this uh-huh. this is what, yeah. I, I can't comprehend getting, and I've talked to these people, getting addicted to carbonation. Mm. Really? That's what you're addicted to? That's weak. You're not addicted to, like, the sugar? Because now you're not, you're, you, just like, you just like to feel, like, your stomach bloating and, like, your throat <laughs> be uncomfortable? Carbonation is the worst part of soda for me. It just serves to make the like utter sweetness of the drink otherwise bearable. Oh, you're such an old man, Dan. I love it. Uh, I love it. I don't. Yeah. I don't it like seems the like, bubbles. Here's what I don't really. This is what's bothering me. Is that it feels like seltzer is getting more and more popular, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to go to a restaurant in America and have my first choice and like by default they give me seltzer. I will. That would, that I would will be cry. awful. That's not Dan's America. No. <laughs> no. No. I, I would say, and, and maybe this is a, you Dan, brought this up and it, and this, it reminds This is how people become Donald Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's his position on seltzer water? I'm going to tweet at him right now. Maybe he'd answer. Who knows? <laughs> he tweets a lot. He does. No, I, would, I was going to say this. This reminds me. Do you guys, this, this might be an only 90s kids remember. Do you guys remember Fruit 2.0? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's what this reminds me of. That that like horribly fruit flavored water. Mm-hmm. That stuff was gross. <laughs> Word, one of yeah. my one of my friends on Twitter renamed his Twitter account to Real Donald Trump. Yeah, that's not confusing. I hate <laughs> people do that. I get re- when they change their avatar, and I'm like, I don't know who you are anymore. It's hard to follow. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Dan is gonna get some some beer and get drunk uh, within the hour. Uh, but we're gonna continue on. Um. We got time to summarize the last couple stories. Do you guys have anything you want to say on uh, a potential new small iPhone, Apple Watch Two, the new smart battery case, any of that? Anything to oh, add? Oh yeah, we should talk about that battery case thing. You want to talk? We can talk. Some sure. Set on the Twitters about it. So yeah. so angry. So so no no big uh, keynote address for this announcement. Apple announced this week the ninety nine dollar iPhone smart battery case for the iPhone 6 and 6S. Um, let's get some details here for you. Some details. The deets. Um, I'm trying to get the exact amount of time they say they add. Um, it does integrate. It uses Lightning, so it integrates with the iPhone, and there's actually in iOS support for it, so you can check it out. Um, yeah, you can see your battery in the in the uh, notification. What do they call that? The today. Yes. Mm-hmm. The notification center, whatever it is. Um, they say Apple claims it offers up to 25 hours of additional talk time, 20 hours of additional video playing, and 18 hours of additional web browsing over LTE. Um, it's got a pretty aggressive pump off the back. Um, as well, and it is compatible with m- the vast majority of lightning docks that you may already have in your house um, by design. Are we not fans of the uh, of the smart case? It seems fine to me. I don't want a case, so I'm not ever going to be in the market for this. Like, I don't want a, a, any thicker of a case than is uh, necessary for me to hang on to it, which is like the <laughs> Apple one. Uh, but... Yeah, I I I wouldn't get it just because any case that has a battery in it is going to be thicker than the smallest possible case, which is too big. Right. Yeah, I it's it's not an everyone product for sure. But it's for an aggressive. Do you all user. think it looks ugly? No, you know, we'll go. I want to hear what Colby has to say. 
I mean, yeah, it looks ugly, but it's not any uglier than any other battery case or like big case. Uh, even just like cases in general, I don't think most of them are terribly attractive. Even the ones that Apple makes, but it's like a sort of trade-off. It's like, well, I'm compromising how my nice my phone looks to like have it not break. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I'll say two things. One, in terms of the design, you know, it's really interesting. I first thought it was pretty ugly, and I'm like, this sucks. But then I read an article today, which was really interesting, was that apparently you guys know Mophie, right? They're they're kind of pioneers in the battery case combination. Yeah. Apparently they own a ton of, like, design patents uh-huh. around putting a battery in a case. And there's theories floating around that the reason Apple designed it this way was to not infringe on patents. It's, now, that's a theory. It's a rumor. Um, if that's true, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think if you go in with that mindset, then it's not that bad. So... Uh, I was listening to APT, the ATP, <laughs> and they said, I can't, I don't remember if they, there was an actual announcement or they were just speculating, but they, they said that Apple said it was, that's not the case. Okay. Apple denied that rumor. Okay. Um, which would make sense. Yeah. But and, that- and their logic was that, uh, if Mophie sued Apple, Apple could just buy Mophie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you know, and the other thing too I'll say is, you know, I, I get the need for extra battery life. I carry around in my laptop bag my uh Anaker um big thick chunky battery. Um but I see the advantage of this as not a case you leave on your phone twenty four hours a day, but as an extra battery that you don't have to tether with a cable, right? That's how I would see this. I think ninety nine dollars is kinda pricey. Yeah. Um, especially because for ninety nine dollars I can get a battery with four times the amount of juice. Right. Um but at fifty dollars, this makes sense to me as something you leave in your bag or you leave at your desk or, or or something that's a light, easy way to add battery life while you're on the go doing stuff. I get that. I don't see this as something you leave on your phone twenty four hours a day. Um I don't think it's worth it at that point. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I I don't know who like any case like that, I just can't I could possibly see myself like using one in that it is like marginally more convenient than having like an external battery pack that you have to plug in. Mm-hmm. Um I rarely find myself like if I'm going somewhere for so long that I would want to have an extra battery, I usually have a backpack, so it's like sort of negates that, but um I guess I do, like, all-day event things are kind of, I guess, the time when you would need it, right? Might need it, like, like concerts or, like, or uh, not concerts, like, a music festival or that sort of thing where you're gone for, you know, the whole day in, in, in a place where there's congested, congested uh, 3G signal and... But I don't know. I don't think it's for me. No. Yeah, I, I like your theory that it's if you want, if you don't want to carry a backpack and you want to charge your phone during the day, yeah. Uh, then yeah, a battery case makes sense. It's a good option, but it's an option. It's not a, a right. Day. I mean, I I think it's definitely it's like a sort of. I'm not sure niche is is the right word, but yeah. Uh, it's also not, like, for everyone, I don't think. Well, and I just think Apple's being more aggressive about getting in the accessory market. We saw a couple weeks ago them roll out the uh, the charging dock for the Apple Watch. I just think this is... Yeah. I don't know if they're tired of seeing other people take money from them. They bought Beats. I mean, I, I just think Apple's more serious about the accessory market. They see people want battery cases, so they made a battery case. Right. You know, I, th- I think you're going to see a lot more of that with, um, with some of these accessory categories, for sure. Yeah. Do you think so? Do you think this has anything to do with the like uh, decreases for the iPhone 6s on on the like the battery? Like the iPhone 6s has like worse battery than the iPhone 6, correct? So, uh, yeah, I. Do you think it's related or just like coincidence? 
I think, well, I think it's a, an unintentional byproduct would be my guess. I don't think they were like, oh, if we shrink the battery, we can sell them another $99 battery. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, didn't, I, I wasn't thinking no, that. I, I was more thinking like uh, because we're, of that, we're shipping this phone so that is sort of a comp- – like we know this is a compromise, but mm-hmm. here's our like sort of like Band-Aid for the time being. I, obviously, I don't know. My guess would be coincidence. I, I just, I, again, I just think that they see sales from Mophie and some of these other guys, and they're like, "Well, shit, we can, you know, for ten dollars in parts and sell it for a hundred bucks, and people will buy it. It's an untapped <coughs> market." Yeah. So that that would be my guess, but it's an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's gonna if Apple insists on getting thinner and thinner with their phones, it's gonna become more and more of an issue. Um, because battery technology isn't advancing far fast enough for them to make up the difference. So, right. um, I'll, I'll be curious if they roll out new additional you know a separate battery like we're talking about that you use a lightning cable with or you know what's what's their market for that rapid charging in the new versions you know uh, wireless charging even i don't know but I, I think battery play will be interesting in the in the new versions for sure cool um that's it for news tick tick tock tock we're out of time we're moving on picks every week each of us come to the show with something we want to share with the world sometimes it's tech sometimes it's media sometimes it's just something cool um, we got a pretty healthy mix here. I'll jump in and go first. I've got a quick one. Um, in honor of our great discussion on Yahoo, you know, they still make products, believe it or not, um, including the brand new Yahoo video guide. They literally just rolled this out this week. Uh, it's available on iOS and Android, and it's an app for your cellular telephone. And what's great is I know for a fact on the show, I've picked Can I Stream It? which is a cool website where you can go on and it tells you where stuff's available to stream. The problem with Can I Stream It, it's kind of terrible. Like, the content is good, but the website design and the app don't really work great. Yahoo rolled this out. It's the same concept, excuse me, where you tell Yahoo what apps you have subscriptions to, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, um, and then even some of the more network, you know, the, the Comedy Central app and the Lifetime app and um, you know, if you have a cable <laughs> subscription, often you can log in. Um, they have like 30 channels. It's more than any aggregate app I've ever seen. And you search for movies or TV shows, and they just tell you where they're available to stream, to rent, to buy. And then you just one tap, and they'll take you to the right app. Um, I just downloaded it today and played with it briefly, but it seemed to work at least as good as Can I Stream It, if not better. And I only say better because they have a lot more channels. So because I have DirecTV, I have access to like the A&E app and the AMC app and all these which is really great for the shows that aren't on Hulu or Amazon or, or some of these other services. So uh, if you're a big fan of movies or TV and you never know where to find them, um, and I believe you can also flag them for notifications and do things like that as well. So um, check it out, Yahoo Video Guide. It's a free app, iOS and Android. Um, give it a try. I know I'm going to be using it um, for sure. Nice. And, uh, and you know what you can find on there is you can find Dan's pick. Yeah. Hey, segue. Uh, so... This has been out for a while-ish now, I think, but I was watching uh, been watching Jessica Jones, your latest uh, Marvel movie, or rather TV show, that is a Netflix exclusive, similarly to Daredevil. Uh, I like it. I like Daredevil. Daredevil is, like, fun. Did you both watch Daredevil? Either of you, actually? It was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, good. so, you know, Daredevil, it's, like, a good TV show in what you would sort of expect a superhero TV show from Netflix to be. Uh, Jessica Jones is, uh, it, it is incidentally a superhero TV show, uh, but I think that you could take almost all the superhero stuff out of it and it would be just as good. Uh, it's just a really well done TV show. It's not like any superhero TV show you've ever seen. Certainly not like any that marvel has made before uh really really good uh i've been taking it very slow i'm only on episode eight uh (laughs) that's good it's good to have self-control yes very honorable yes uh so uh check out jessica jones on the netflix the exclusive netflix very cool and i get excited because we've got uh, daredevil jessica jones iron fist is coming up next um and i think i I think we also get the Punisher after that, and then they all get together in a super show. Uh, what? Oh, what are they? Really? Called? Defenders? Yes, that's the whole point. They're doing a mini universe. God. They're Dude. all gonna. They're all gonna meet up. And I know they said, well, Daredevil season two is also coming, as well. When do you? When do you guys think the like 
implosion of of the the superhero, superhero madness <laughs> that's been happening for the last two years. Well, I have an answer. Yeah, I have an answer. One one thing. One thing. Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> that will be the apex of superhero movies, and it's all downhill. From you. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that not like? I am not excited about that movie, and yeah, I've no. never. I'm so not excited. I didn't even bother to watch the trailer. Like, <laughs> ooh, that's bad. <laughs> that's Sean ooh. likes trailers. I do, and trailer. Honestly, like, I still don't want to see the movie. It wasn't bad for a trailer. Yeah, but uh, can but, we have oh, a man. podcast where you review trailers, Sean? I think that exists, but I would definitely do it. <laughs> I love a good trailer. I get so jazzed about trailers. Yeah, but, I uh, see. I think that I if. If Batman versus Superman is amazing, then I think like I don't know. I don't see Marvel stuff going away anytime soon. Like as long as they keep making great movies, what do I care? Yeah, and I think I, think I, I can watch Ant Man now, but I can rent it. I, I never saw it over the summer. I heard that was great. It's good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a question of what do you consider a failure? You know, if Marvel movies make twenty percent less, is that superhero movies are over or i mean that's still a billion dollars so i think that becomes a question how, how long is the the leading the the trail after right yeah, yeah. um i just and, want and something else like not even but, that it's like all there is mm-hmm. all there is right now mm-hmm. is superhero tv and tv shows and movies yeah, the TV I think is a lot of control, but movies. Yeah. I mean, this is this is very cyclical. Um, hey, the you know, TV and, shows are good too. At least, again, the ones some I've of them seen are good. Some of them are, yeah. And but I would say right. some of them are. I guess they're kind of soap opera. They're like very like low, like repetitive, crappy mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're but very right. like, unfortunately, I, and I say that with disdain Agents because I've watched so many of them. <laughs> I'm talking about Agents of Shield. I'm talking about the yes. Arrow. I'm talking about yes. the Flash. They're all yes. terrible. Like yeah. Agents of Shield started interesting and got terrible. Well, you know what it is. It's it's because they have to fill 22 episodes a year yeah. over multiple years. Like the, they stretch. The only plot device is that there's one person who doesn't know something. Right. And like eventually they'll find out the thing that no one, everyone was lying to them about, and then they're mad. And then, and then there's that, a new person who doesn't right. know. And then that that drives yeah. the entire show. And yep. it is uh it kills it's me. It's tiresome. It kills me. And yeah. and it it especially kills me cuz I've watched so much of them. Well, and I think that's what's really good about Daredevil and Jessica Jones is they're smart to do these 10, 12 episode runs all streaming at the same time. It's really like a super long movie and they can be uh, really precise. Yes. They don't even have to fit a full hour. If they want to do 40 minutes, they can do it. Yeah. That's what's great is it's about the story, not about filling time, which is what I feel like some of these shows are about. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, first season of... The first season of... Uh... Agents of Shield was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, and it's sort of. I mean, I guess it's not bad. It's like certainly not the worst, uh, but it's like lost whatever appeal there was in the fr- in the second half of the th- first season. I no longer feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But cool, Jessica Jones. Check it out on Netflix. Colby, what do you have for us? I see two things. Uh, I have one that's silly. I saw this thing online somewhere on like the the Twitters or something. It's called JukeDeck.com, uh, and their tagline is "Create unique music for your videos in seconds." So I thought of like Sean when I saw this, I thought of you and like the you know the the Don't Panic theme music. And I'm sure you spent a ton of time like digging around trying to find like royalty free. Uh, music on god knows what kind of websites and not that i want to interrupt you but i should give credit to uh kevin mcleod who we're technically legally supposed to give creative commons credit for and we never do (laughs) you go to his website incompetech.com um and he has he i use all of his his music and all my stuff though i'm going to try this but he makes really great music he gives away so you should check him out very cool yeah so in any case this website uh jukedeck.com is it basically algorithmically generates music. So you give it, you give it three parameters. So you can like, it, it has like this, this like 
uh, I mean, this song, this form thing right on the homepage, it's, it says, let's make a, it's like Mad Libs for a song. So let's make a blank track and you can pick folk, rock, electronic, or ambient. And then it says that feels blank and you can pick uplifting, corporate, chilled, or aggressive. And then you can specify how long it is. And it just makes you a song crazy and it like sounds like a song it's it's not like you know uh it's not like a top 40 hit or something but it it sounds like a legit song it's like relatively complex and interesting to listen to uh so i I just thought it was really cool and i thought of sean when i saw it um you. you can like sign in and like it'll save your past songs to your profile or whatever uh it does have a pricing what is it what is that about I didn't. Um, I didn't have have to pay for anything. It's probably for some kind of if you're licensing it for any kind of broad distribution, or that would be my guess. Oh yeah, it looks like there's. Uh, so it says you get five free downloads a month. Uh, then it's then they start charging you, and then for <laughs> there are different plans that you can get like other stuff. I don't know. It looks like there's some copyright stuff. So it's like. The the free ones are like royalty free, but you don't own the copyright. And then there are other plans where you can like it's like they give you, you own the whole thing. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, so my second pick is uh, uh the the next next in line on the 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 conveyor belt of email apps that, that has come <laughs> through our lives in <laughs> in the last two years. Uh, but it's called Spark. Um. It's a little like little mailboxy, little Google uh, Google inboxy. Um, better than both. I'm starting to find Google inbox a little annoying. Um, like I like that it categorizes the things, but I hate that I have to click into the categories to to do anything with them. Um, so this is a little better about that. It does a bunch of categorization stuff. Uh, but but there are like categories you can like interact with stuff inside the categories. Uh, it's nice. It's like very configurable. It has a lot of options. Like you can configure like where things show up and if things show up, and you can define filters that get uh, show up as categories. And it's it's all really in depth. So uh, I don't know. I've I've been using it for just my personal email. It's kind of nice. Uh, I haven't. I'm I'm still I'm using the Gmail app for my work email because I use like important filtering in Gmail and I don't know I haven't really found another app that does it that does that exactly like the Google important stuff uh so I hate the Gmail app because it doesn't like support it doesn't use like the Safari web views in iOS 9 so like nothing's logged in ever and it doesn't work with one password and like nothing works. So I, I literally like copy links out of my emails from work and go to Safari and paste them in, uh, which is super annoying, but, uh, that's what I use for work. But in any case, I get totally off track. Spark. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like try it if you're annoyed with Google inbox, like I was, uh, I don't think I, I, I would imagine like, in three months or something, I'll hate this too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think the root problem is that email is terrible. Yes. But, well, and it's pretty easy to try out an app for a week or two, and if you don't like it, you delete it. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely like not really intrusive or anything. Um. Like, I don't. I haven't noticed it like messing around with with the the contents of my inbox or anything like that. Uh. So it does seem cool. Uh, has, it, I, I mean, I think the big thing is that one, it's a nice, nice user experience, and two, it's like seems very customizable, like way more customizable than anything else I've used, and not customizable in a like, like crunchy, like neckbeard kind of way, like customizable in a in a useful consumer kind of way. So I don't know, might be worth a try. Cool. Yeah. Check it out. We'll have links to all the picks as usual on the website, don'tpanic.io, um, on the episode page, and you can just click right through. 
um, and check those out. Um, a couple of housekeeping notes before we wrap. I want to uh, thank everybody who listened live on Mixler tonight, Brian, um, for, uh, <laughs> for for participating. We, we certainly appreciate it. We're going to continue to stream live Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, dot com slash Don't Panic Show. Um, and, of course, follow us on social media at Don't Panic Show, and we'll tweet when we go live. Um, and, of course, visit the website as well. Um, something I want the fans to think about. Um, if you're listening to this, is uh, the holidays are coming up. Yeah. Yes, get excited. But that means there is no technology news for the next couple weeks. It's going to be slim pickings. So here's what we're going to do. Um, Colby, Dan, and I are going to talk off air about when we're available and things like that. We haven't done that yet. But, um, you know, each year we usually do like a predictions thing and a top stories of the year thing. But if you, the fans, want us to talk about a non-technology topic. <laughs> she wants to talk about our favorite movies or our favorite drinks or, you know, what we mm. think of going to Mars. I don't know. Whatever you want us to talk about, we'll do a custom show for you. Uh, email us at don'tpanicshow at, or don'tpanicshow at gmail.com and on Twitter at don'tpanicshow. Let us know if you have an idea. Uh, and if they're any good, we'll, we'll do it. And if we pick your idea, how about this? I'll send you some Don't Panic swag as well as a little holiday bonus. So nice. uh, give us your ideas. I don't know what we're going to do, but well, I'm certainly open for anything, um, especially when there's no tech news to talk about. Yeah, me too. Anything anything else, gentlemen, before we wrap up? Nope. I'm nope. looking forward to uh I'm looking I don't know what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> we got Dungeons and Dragons this week as well on uh on uh, uh, goldilockshow.com. Yeah, yeah. I am looking forward to that. So look forward to that as well. You can't get enough of us. We're just everywhere. <laughs> We're invading yeah. your ear holes. The twenty four seven uh coffee and beer television network. That's right. That's long right. Long. Yeah, as long as you don't mind uh, every everything except two hour, three hours out of every week being reruns. Just the same over and over and over and over. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure, people won't get sick of that. No. Tune in anytime. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, on behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean wishing you well, thanking you for joining us, and letting you know we'll see you next time on Don't Panic. <laughs>